Hey, what up, freaks? It's your freaky father, Kevin, here. Welcome to our new podcast, Pick Freaks, which I'll be hosting with my longtime friends, Owen and Dennis. You may have tuned into our other podcast, Peak Freaks, where we broke down every episode of Twin Peaks Season 1. We may get back into Twin Peaks soon, but in the meantime, we wanted to mix up the topics a bit. So on this podcast... Owen, Dennis, and I are going to take turns selecting a piece of media or content that all three of us are then required to consume and talk about. It can be a movie, a TV show, an album. It can also be old, new, good, bad. So there's really no telling where our picks will go from week to week. The possibilities are truly endless. In this first episode... Dennis picked the pilot episode of the Peacock original series, Mrs. Davis. It's a uh, wild new sci-fi series by the writer and producer of Lost, so definitely up our alley. On that note, let's get into it. If you're trying to reach heaven you talk to Jesus. You talk to him every day. All right. You want to kick it off? Jesus knows. Yeah, Dennis, explain to us why you he chose Mrs. Davis. Yeah, so I am a big fan of Damien Lindenoff. Lindoff? Lindenoff? Lindelof. Lindelof. Yeah, I'm thinking of what's crazy, stupid love, where it's like David Lind Lindhausen. Lindhagen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a big fan of Lost, The Leftovers, basically anything this guy's done. And so it's kind of disappointed when the show came out and I saw it was on Peacock, just because I'm like, it's like an NBC two, Thursday night nine o'clock show, network broadcast show. But it after watching it. They seem to it's not a broadcast show. It's more I guess it's more in line with like a Netflix type show. Um, but yeah, I was interested in just just because he did it. I really didn't know about the premise. So yeah, that was why I picked this. The one turnoff was when I first saw the show was that it wasn't just Damon Lindelof. It was also somebody named Tara Hernandez. And then her biggest writing credit is the Big Bang Theory. Oh. So, yeah, so there's something in the back of my mind, like, what the fuck is, like, this person bringing to the table? Yeah. But I think we kind of learn early on what they are bringing to the table. Do we? Yeah, and I'll explain it when we get to it. It's going to well, be interesting. Don't say we, okay? okay. So that's the same lady that did, like, Shel- Young Sheldon. I was trying to mm-hmm. look it up on IMDb, too, and I didn't. I don't know any of these people's names or what they did. Uh, so then I looked it up. I'm like, man, I'm going to hate the show. <laughs> it's big bang theory and well, young Sheldon yeah. and some other baloney. But. So maybe, maybe we should talk about, would you have picked the show? Like not, not going into it yet before without me forcing on you guys, would you have picked to watch the show? Probably not. Cause it is on, like you said, it's on Peacock and I only end up on Peacock if someone recommends the show and they recommend it like strongly They're like you have to watch it because it's yeah. so far it's so far down on the scrolling <laughs> <laughs> to go to peacock and it's never a top of mind so i always forget to go to it unless i really 
adamant I'm watching a TV show. And I don't think anyone would recommend this one that hard. There hasn't been that much buzz around it. Like it's been out for a week and a half or week, two weeks. And I haven't really heard many people talking about it. No, but I think that'll change. Sometimes these shows, like it takes a little bit for people I mean, to realize like seven episodes out though. So I thought there'd be more buzz around it, but yeah, who knows? Yeah. Maybe you're right. Maybe it takes a whole season. Yeah. Give people that opportunity to binge the whole thing at once. Yeah. Okay. So we open up in 1307 in Paris, a group of Knights Templar are publicly burned for heresy. The next day, soldiers raid a convent claiming that the occupants are hiding the Holy Grail. The nuns reveal themselves to also be Templars and kill the soldiers. Although all but one perish in the process, the last surviving Templar is told to escape with the Grail. I yeah, didn't I, like, or, or maybe I, I, I liked the opening scene. Sorry, I was about to say I didn't like. It's just me always saying I don't <laughs> like things, but I actually did like it. That's the liked, Seattle in you. <laughs> <laughs> I liked how many people died. So I guess there was like an interest. It was a fun like. There's a lot of stabbing and killing. Yeah, and all that, and it was interesting. And then like the Holy Grail that they grabbed looked like a hoof of like. A, a horse and i got oh. really annoyed i got really annoyed that this is going to be like that one midi what is that one show or movie the holy grail whatever the fuck that is uh god if this is anything like that fucking movie i'd kill myself i hate like i've never watched monty python or the holy grail but it's immediately what i thought about and you know, it went from a really great scene of people dying to me being like, is this going to be like this show? Because it I, is. I'm, I'm I guarantee out. you're the only one that thought this is going to be like Monty Python. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've never seen it all the way through. Yeah, I just see like clips. a parody. Like a, yeah, I see clips like sketches of it. Linked together. Like, yeah, bring out your dad. It's like, I, I fucking hate it. And first of all, it's like a renowned movie. <laughs> and then, and it's like a parody. Like, <laughs> It's a parody of other movies about yeah. the Holy Grail, and the, but you're just like, oh no, this is gonna be like the whole, oh, that's God, like, another Holy Grail. Fuck. <laughs> I I know I do agree with what you said though. I thought the the violence was unlike anything I've ever seen. The one yeah. thing that stuck up out to me was a girl got stabbed through her stomach, and then in turn stabbed somebody's head through her like the knife or the sword going through her stomach, and I thought that was really awesome. Yeah, it kind of remind me of like Kill Bill when she's like killing all mm -hmm. the people. But yeah, I almost the violence seemed out of nowhere. Like the vi the violence in the show, I guess the theme is just I don't know. I, it doesn't really do much for me. So just kind of it's it's cool, I guess, but it's like a little too much. It normally wouldn't do anything for me, but I think just because they took it up a notch to the point where they're almost like parodying like yeah excessive violence made me interested yeah maybe shit maybe that has to do with like everything just like the over-the-top violence yeah like what if ai wrote like a violent scene yeah so do you think this holy grail is actually like jesus's holy grail wasn't it just like a bowl i remember <laughs> writing that down yeah it looked like a <laughs> It was I weird. don't know. I hated that. If that's what Jesus drank out of, that was like, that sucked. 
<laughs> Should be drinking out of what are the the cups? Uh, Stanley uh, Stanley mug. Come on. <laughs> yes. oh, oh, I thought you were gonna say the Stanley Cup, but yeah, Stanley, Stanley mug. Cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Playoff playoff hockey season, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so you think Jesus either drinks out of a Stanley thermos or a Stanley Cup? <laughs> yes. Not a hoof. I don't know what you mean by hoof. Like. Uh, hoof on a is that the wrong word? No, like like a, a horse hoof. Horse's hoof. It literally was in the exact or shape. Foot. Oh, is that what the it grill? looked like an upside down one, kind of, right? Yeah, it looked weird. It was shaped like that. It was kind of like I don't know. It I, wasn't like a chalice. Yeah, it wasn't a chalice. I just thought it looked like a cereal bowl, but maybe I didn't. Catch yeah, the hoof. I guess. Yeah, I think but, we all could agree that we didn't like it. It wouldn't be what we would expect it to look like. So. <laughs> No, it's not like the Holy Grail, or the Monty Python, which is no. our only base for context. All right. So then after that, we go right to present day and they do that whole thing. Not Paris, obviously. I didn't think that was very funny, I like that. but I did think that it was interesting that we go right to an island, which is lost like. So this guy clearly has some tendencies, but let's read this scene. At an island, a sailor named Arthur Schrodinger has been shipwrecked with his cat for the past 10 years. At night, he uses a rocket to send fireworks, hoping a boat will notice it. The next morning, he is saved by a boat. Yes, yeah, so have you guys ever heard of uh, Schrodinger's cat? Say that again? Schrodinger's cat? I have, and I like researched it extensively after this scene. Yeah. It's basically there's like a box and there's either a cabinet or there isn't, but both are true because you don't know. It, I, I think I can explain it a little bit more in depth, but that's not that off. So there's a cat in a box with a vial of poison that can go off at any time. So until the box is open, the cat can be thought of as dead and alive at the same time. Oh, yeah. I... It's weird though. Like, is this guy actually supposed to be Schrodinger, the guy that came up with that metaphor? No, I think it's just some weird. Uh, it must be some sort of metaphor for the whole show. And it's like you can make assumptions about things, but if you don't have the answer, then both things are technically true. Yeah. So the example they used was like the way they study neurons or something or electrons or something chemical is that they have to activate them by hitting them. So basically like accelerating them, like hitting them like a, two balls hitting each other. Yeah. And like, that's the only way you can observe these things by activating them. And by activating them, you're not experiencing them in like your real state. It's kind of like saying like, I only see Dennis when he's really drunk. Cause like, that's the, like, like, so our interpretation of Dennis yeah. is just like that really drunk Dennis at a bar, right? It's like, that's yeah. not the real Dennis, but you kind of assume it is. Yeah, that makes sense. And I didn't think about how that relates to AI, but what it made me think of was just like, oh, this is what that Big Bang Theory writer is contributing <laughs> to the series. Seriously, though. <laughs> Probably. I mean, it's a little too on the head that they actually named the guy like, I, I hated that i hated that like you just give them like even call them like sketchingers or like yeah schrode or something like close 
Yeah, they're gonna have to or, answer. Or like that. maybe maybe his name is something different, but another character is like, oh, you're like Schrodinger's cat, and yeah, make the yeah. I don't know. Do you think that guy's gonna come back in future episodes? Yes, and I hope they account for what you just mentioned. Like, I'm not really Schrodinger. Like, I'm just a guy who admired him, and I got a cat, and my friends. Oh, I could see that. Yeah, because yeah, if he's just if that's just Schrodinger, that's really lame and lazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Owen, oh, we talked a lot about the Schrodinger's cat thing. Yeah, and I, I think my mic purposely cut me off or something like that because I, I hate these little backwards riddles of like <laughs> what what could go in the green glass door, I like stuff like that. But no, I don't give me this shit. We explained it really quickly. So it's basically just Schrodinger's cat is a metaphor. Basically, you have a cat. It's in a box. There's a vial of poison that can go off at any time, okay? And if you're looking at that box from the outside and you don't know when that vial of poison is going to go off, that cat is presumably dead and alive at the same time. Like you're I got only- it. I got it. I got it originally. So, yeah. oh, I, you did? I, okay. the Adam the, the Adam part. I got it. Does this have anything to do with the guy that had a cat on the island with him for 10 years and he didn't eat it himself? Oh, that's a good point. I never thought about that. Oh, I was like, why doesn't he eat the cat? That Save cat would have been ten years to like just well eat it at the beginning when he really needed it. So that's a really good self control, unless he had thousands of cats that he already ate and saved the one for the cat poop to make the rocket. That's fascinating. Oh, and that's a good point. The only thing I thought about this scene was that uh, the cat looked like Grumpy Cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't Grumpy Cat die? Probably. <laughs> yeah. It's a Not cat so too. grumpy anymore. Huh? <laughs> yeah. uh, but let's get to the next snippet. So the next morning he is saved by a boat. He is informed by a crew member that she is aware of his history, despite the fact that he was on board for just one hour. The woman explains that ever since he went missing, an artificial intelligence known as Mrs. Davis was deployed to stop famine and war, giving people what they want. She invites him to ask her anything through an earbud. Oh, and you're wearing earbuds, so let's get your first thought. Bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember them talking to anyone about earbuds stuff. I don't recall that part. So the whole thing is like every time they're talking to Mrs. Davis, they're always like listening to an earpod, like an airpod. That's Mrs. Davis. Yes. <laughs> who the who the fuck is the nun? I was always confused. I was like, how is she a how is she a Mrs.? She's oh, no. a nun. You misinterpreted the whole show. Whatever, man. There's only one episode. I'm not watching the rest. That's for sure. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> We're gonna reveal that at the end. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Scratch that. Maybe I, I will. You guys I changed thought- my mind. During this scene, I'm like, how timely was this guy with this show, especially with like Jet GPT and all that shit coming out? Like insane. Absolutely yeah. insane. It's a very timely show. It makes sense. Like, why an out you think a uh, AI could solve everything. And AI probably could solve everything, but it doesn't mean that everyone would like it, you know? And our phones right now are basically Mrs. Davis. Oh, like Kevin, what's the capital of Utah? I just Google it and it's just like 
Mrs. Davis is just a faster version of that. No, I think it's I think it's different though, where the AI is telling you what to do. Well, I mean, like, how you tell your phone what to do. The phone's telling you what to do. How no, to live your life. No, sometimes you go on Reddit and you go like, "Hey, I'm sick. What should I take for this?" Yeah, but you're initiating it. It's more like, "Hey, I need you to talk to this person." Right. So, so it's like, like even one more step ahead. Right. Yeah, it's even before you have like a thought of anything it's like kind of directing yeah. your life because it makes one decision you get to something and it just kind of keeps going so yeah and, and you um, put all your faith in it because you know it's for the greater good it's like oh this is this thing's all-knowing it's kind of like god i guess where it's like i'm i'm following its commands you know even if i don't believe in I don't think there's any religious metaphors in this show. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Don't bring God into this. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't see what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> What's a step below God? It's like that. I, <laughs> I don't LeBron know. in Cleveland. <laughs> no. I was gonna say Obama. <laughs> um. All right. So then we're in my favorite place in the entire world. In Reno, Nevada, a married man is being driven by a woman for a one-night stand. When they almost hit a cow, the car crashes into a billboard, beheading the woman. Two officers arrive at the scene, and the man tries to buy his way out of the incident. My only thoughts on that was the the head like coming off and spewing blood. I'm like, this looks so fucking fake. But then I remember the scene earlier with them cutting people, and I'm like, I guess this is what the show's going to do have this totally fake ass shit and it was fake i guess they're trying to set up a this sort of world where people trick people and stuff i don't i don't really understand the nun i think yeah i think the whole part of it is like reno is this magician it's like a fake town where anything kind of goes where it's there's magicians doing weird magic um you can there's like movie sets. I don't know. It has everything there to make like this fake world. So this algorithm is, Oh, I don't know, taking them to that place. So I think that's why it was so make believe. It's definitely like the wild, wild west of this world. Like where it's like, it's this weird part of the country where like, there's still magicians battling religion, battling tech. It's the perfect place for it too. Reno just seems a little like if it was Vegas, that'd be too too like mainstream of it. And Reno's yeah. a little dumbed down where they could get away with this kind of stuff. Yeah. Did anyone think when you saw the nun riding up, like, oh, that's the same nun that was in the eight, the uh, fifteen, whatever it was, in the olden times, thirteen sixty? Like, yeah, she must be timeless. I, I thought it was the same girl, but then I read the synopsis and it wasn't. So Mrs. Davis isn't the same nun as the original. <laughs> Mrs. Da Mrs. Davis <laughs> is like Siri, okay? Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> Suddenly a nun named Simone arrives on a horse and exposes the officers as magicians who tried to set him up, revealing that the cow is not real and the woman was safe in the trunk. As she leaves, the man is called by Mrs. Davis, who wants to talk to Simone. Simone refuses and calls her as an it. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a really cool scene. The hoodwinked and the it just I was like, are they on a reality show? Like what yeah. the fuck is happening here? It's, the show kind of started a little there's too much bullshit that happened like quickly. Like heads flying off, people 
cutting in half like start a little slower it it happened too quick everything you know? the leftovers would have never done that the leftovers would have oh. just been like so slow paced yeah like, like a little slow burn yeah the leftovers was not considered a commercial success yeah. so they probably were like we don't want to make that mistake again we need to keep people like intrigued very early on yeah, yeah, that was a really good way to put it, Kevin, because I was trying to figure that out, too, because what you're originally saying, Dennis, is like this is going to be like a mainstream show or Kevin pointed that out that it was going to be on. I don't know if it was supposed to be on TV or not, but also that's probably why they brought in that Big Bang Theory person. Yeah, lady, to write it, to get a little more like viewers yeah. that are going to watch that plus that. So they're going to have to make it a little more exciting rather than drawn out to make sure to catch their attention. Yeah, I agree. I think it's it's more commercial. This this feels like a very commercialized version of Damon Lindelof. They glossed over this in the Wikipedia, but there was a scene where she's at the diner like talking about the pineapple falafel. I think that happens later on. And there's No, that. no, right after that scene she goes to the diner and she like meets with that guy and she like is asking about the pineapple falafel. Oh, and that he's the guy that like gives her these missions, right? Yeah, he like gives her the assignments. Mm -hmm. The chef, the chef of the assignments, he puts the assignments together, cooks them up in the back of the skillet. But I'm so surprised they glossed over that because like I have a ton of notes about it. Like she says, it called me again. I don't want to talk to it. They reveal that it killed her dad. Like none of that got in the wikipedia interesting i didn't catch that either but then they cut to the uh the dolly parton song which is pretty good and i really i think this is probably the best scene of the episode the next day simone and the other nuns are informed by the mother superior that she is selling the land and they will need to move oh wow so they glossed over a lot because yeah, they're, they're, yeah they skipped way through everything <laughs> they're like glossing they're over them playing softball and like just yeah nuns, so basically being nuns. yeah She's a nun on like a happy commune. Everyone there seems very happy. Um, I think she's there because to get away from the AI. They yeah. do, they make jam, and they miss the whole scene where like They're, they miss so much, which is crazy. Where they go and try to deliver it, and then it blows up, right? Yeah. So I'm just gonna go based on my notes because this Wikipedia glossed over everything. Yeah, Cross over like 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Because they play that Dolly Parton song, which is really cool. And then they have the hot nun putting her clothes on. But I that sounds like a horny thing to talk about. But I just thought that was like a very lost like scene. Just like can you can't you remember like that from Lost? Like just like somebody's a nun that's hot and lost. Yeah. That I I imagine her pulling up her shirt. Wasn't Kate like a <laughs> nun or something? I someone what or no the uh was it the uh, Australian girl um the pregnant chick I, I don't know but anyways like I love the nuns playing softball or baseball like that was probably my favorite scene of the entire episode yeah and they show uh she's really she has a horse that she really likes mm -hmm. they show her bonding with this horse which comes into play later and then the fact that the monastery is just like at an old Reno inn Oh, I, I didn't notice that. Yeah, like the it looks like it would be like a commercial inn or hotel, but it's like says monastery. And then they celebrate Simone's birthday. 
Sister Simone's birthday, and they say, are they going to cake it up? And then they ask if they can sing um, Yip It, or what do they say? Uh, forget. Move on. Were you about to say Hip Hip Hooray? What's the thing you do after happy birthday where it's like, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you. Cha-cha-cha. Oh, yeah, cha-cha-cha. I have a lot of thoughts about that. I think there's something <laughs> yeah. there. I swear, yeah. I really do. Go on. Okay, no, let's continue on because they say, like, let's party. The, like, main nun pulls the other nun aside. They go into, like, the stable and they, like, drink some drinks together. They scissor. Yeah, very unlikely couple to bang in, <laughs> bang in the stalls, but it was nice. They shared a couple drinks. The main nun drank a little too much, if you know what I'm saying. Well, specifically, they <laughs> drank... I love it. No fandom. We make our own shit. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, you drink a lot more. And time like, time for bed. So you're the hot nun. Take yeah, it off. So we yeah, we know what happened after that. <laughs> time for bed. Yeah, they're like, there's three C's. There's Christ. <laughs> I'm trying to think of another C. <laughs> Chris. There's Christ. Christ. There's Christians. And then there's those. <laughs> that brawl size you got on underneath there. Um, yeah. Uh, but no, Sister Simone is basically exposed as like trying to confront all the magicians in Reno. Like that's her like little side mission. She's just trying to expose all the magicians. Yeah. And then she says, like, every year we celebrate my birthday, we have three drinks, and then we go to bed. Um, I think that was just a lot of like just setting up. What's the background noise? What do you hear? Kids. Coughing? Maybe. Goddamn kids. <laughs> <laughs> and then they uh and then they go on the road trip to sell all the jam that they were putting together. And they end up stopping at that shaved ice stand. And she kind of calls the food truck guy out on his bullshit and then the jam explodes yeah this like i wrote is is the algorithm just TikTok? it's like the lady as she's driving down she's like oh we can't go there because they said no stops and we don't have money not the budget and each new sign popped up like it's free so it like changed as they went so I think oh, the algorithm is oh. Like, oh, and that's really smart. That's basically TikTok. Just like yeah, hey, it's like, living in life, it knows what you want, knows what to get. So it just keeps morphing, yeah. changing, adjusting, and can do it very quickly. Yeah. And that's like the whole thing. I think it's re revolves around everything going on. That guy had a stand where she's like, You haven't been here. Everyone else is like, No, it's fine. Shaved ice. Like, I love mango. She literally said mango, and it said mango on the billboard. Yeah. And they showed up right. there and she called him out on his bullshit. Oh, and that's good. It's got me more intrigued than the series now, just based on that point. Just like I didn't think about that as being like basically a modern phone. Like, oh, you kind of looked at this ad for two seconds. Now also we're gonna tailor the next ad even yeah. further, and then the next ad even further, and we'll get it's, you to buy it. Yeah, how long mm -hmm. until you can take action? Like yeah, how, how many points do we have to put in front of you? Um, so yeah, the guy with the van and a giant magnifying glass. I didn't realize that was a magnifying glass. I didn't know what was going on there, but the second time I watched it, I thought that was kind of funny. 
Yeah. I think Dennis has a prop he'd like to show. <laughs> what it seems like. <laughs> this is my uh, AI. It's called Mr. Davis. Doesn't really talk, but I do all the talking. You know. And I thought Dennis's. I thought Dennis's prop was going to be this. It's like a nun hat. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you be the prop guy now. Yeah, I'm running so, out of stuff, man. I'm running out. I was very confident that that's what it was going to be. Sorry that you guys have seen my hairy chest. Yeah, no, hairy chest. Uh, <laughs> just to break it down, Dennis pulled out a robot, seemingly out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the laziest prop you've ever had <laughs> in your entire life. And then Owen went a step further and he put his shirt over his head to look like a nun shit revealing his chest and it was it was pretty well thought out dennis's was a little force um yeah but no and we respect it like that every day you show up here man that's impressive <laughs> uh, so, so my my only thought on that last scene was just like how much of this series was inspired by people like wearing airpods like i'm sure damon lindelof just saw airpods every day and he's like oh that's a show like did oh and you didn't like recognize that like every time they're taking a command they have like AirPods in there. No, I definitely I did like I did notice it. I thought it was annoying that they're because like honestly I hate like AirPods. I always have to fidget with them. I was like if that's what it was every day they better upgrade it. So yeah. my dad has hearing aids now and they're Bluetooth because <laughs> I asked him I was like how do you listen to music? He's like oh they're Bluetooth. I'm like, what? Your <laughs> hearing aids are Bluetooth? So he could just be cutting the grass and turn them on like they're normal headphones. Oh, so that's, that's what I was like. Why would they have this fucking thing like that when you could have them as hearing aids where they're kind of disguised in a way? Also yeah. makes me wonder why that isn't what Apple is doing at the moment where it's like I wear them 24-7. You hear better. If you want to listen to music, you just put them on, but you don't need to take them off. So. I don't that, know. No, that's this, interesting. That's interesting. Um, but let's get to the next scene. <laughs> the next day, Simone and the other nuns are informed by Mother Superior that she is selling the land and they will need to move. Simone deduces that this is a result of her constantly ignoring Mrs. Davis. While stopping at a diner, Simone is subdued by a group of Germans who want to know where it is. With Simone confused over what they want or they will use a detonator to kill her horse. Uh, why did she go to the diner? I was trying to figure that out. I can explain that. So that church was sold off by the convent. Yeah. And they basically said, like, we're going to bus you all to a different location. And her location just happened to be outside that diner. It's like where they stopped her. Oh, okay. It was just like the first stop of like where she was at. I did think there was something significant there because they gave them all a Visa gift card of $2,564. And it mm. made me think like Damon Lindelof, that guy loves numbers. If you've seen Lost. So yeah. 15, 16, 23, 42. Yeah. But then mother, like the main mother says, I asked God for guidance and he sent me to her, her being it, Mrs. Davis. Oh, maybe God's Mr. Davis. That's a thought. <laughs> Maybe I'm Mr. Davis. <laughs> I don't know if you guys had any other thoughts on like 
her on the bus ride or to the diner, but I have one more thing I want to say. Okay. So right when she's outside of the bus, she's I'm pretty sure she says something like, in your name we pray, cha-cha-cha. Oh. And which made me think, like, do you remember when we were in college, like, what was the closest thing to chat GPT? Cha-cha-cha. It was called cha-cha. And basically, like, you're just, like, texting some random number called cha-cha, and it would, like, give you the answers to all your questions. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I remember I tried to work for cha-cha, and I got, like, 10 cents. Over like yeah, I remember that very like vividly. That's a great point, Kevin. I think that's like so good that it's bringing it back to this time. It's like, oh, cha cha used to be like the thing. You think people ask the questions? I think that's just uh, spark. It, it was well known enough to be a thing for them to like do their due diligence and research when writing the show to like look into AI how it evolved. And maybe yeah. put that in there. So I think that that was a that was a good point. I remember Dennis working. Dennis introduced us all to Cha Cha. He's like, you can make so much money just by answering questions. <laughs> so I made like eight cents. <laughs> so I was a little off in my timeline, but like right after she says that, they are uh, they show her in front of the bus, and they're literally like, it's a bus says charter bus, but the doors are closed so it just says cha so i really think they are like Whoa. hammer they're like hammering home like this like cha cha was like the early version of chat gpt the early version of ai and like this is where it comes to so i i don't know maybe i'm completely lost on this I, or this is i think that's i don't agree with this damn kevin you're some type of fbi agent why is that dennis why are you so anti this like threat i think it's i i just awesome. think it's, i think cha-cha was big in our world i think in the normal if i if i want to go ask lisa what cha-cha is no clue let's go ask her <laughs> no. it was definitely the <laughs> earliest version of chat gpt that's all i'm saying would either of your significant others know what cha-cha is absolutely not but i like, <laughs> like i said i think it's kind of like a uh easter egg in the show for people that remember it do know it and i think kevin's catching on to something because it's not a one-time occurrence it's happened three it came up three times it's it's important somewhere no right? i think it's important i think i do agree like it's a good catch kevin with the charter bus and everything but i don't i don't think it's thank you thank you <laughs> Give it a Thank, you. Thank, you. Pull that out. Thank you very much. <laughs> this is pretty good. Elvis should we should Elvis. we watch the Elvis movie next? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hit you guys hard with my recommendation. I hope you're I'm ready excited. For it. Uh, Mrs. Davis is kind of uh go ahead. No, I it made me watch this show with an intentful eye that it deserved and it I yeah, that's Anyways, true. I'm, I'm actually liking it more now that I, we're mm -hmm. talking about it more. That's how it works, man. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I'm pulling up the next scene. Um, the diner, those meatballs. I wanted some of them when they were. Talking. I wanted some meat. I want some meatballs right now. I keep thinking about it. That was like a all-you-can-eat buffet, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I, they didn't I don't need meatballs. I don't go to enough all-you-can-eat buffets. Those are such a delight. Okay. 
So she escapes from them and is saved by Wiley, her ex-boyfriend. He takes her to the desert and lets her inside a hatch with their conversation, revealing that Simone used to be named Lizzie and that Wiley is part of a movement opposing Mrs. Davis. He dismisses her and claims that the detonator kills her horse and activates it until they discovered that it actually killed the horse. Did we miss the scene where there was like a motorcycle with like a German and then like a sidecar? Yeah, there was. I didn't like yeah. that. No, yeah, the, the whole search for them and she was with uh, Klaus. Right? Not to spoil. Or no, Klaus is the, yeah, sorry. Not, not to spoil anything, but they do kind of explain that in the first half of the next episode. Okay. Like it's very theatrical, very like Indiana Jones, just like, yeah. Haha. The, oh, no, I don't want to do that voice again. <laughs> I was going to call you out so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know they're like, it's like very like, corny but it's it's accounted for in the show but yeah so basically the germans kidnap her some guy comes to save her indiana jones there's a whole movie about searching for the holy grail and the germans nazis have it so is this like is this the ai just kind of like fucking coming up with how you should protect the holy grail totally like all of ai's knowledge is just based off of like written language yeah so it's just like what would you do to like get some excited, like get some interesting person to take part in a journey? Oh, you like, like Indiana Jones is what? Like a professor just doing his day to day. And then they're like, oh, we want him to go find the Holy Grail for us. So we got him excited. Yeah, I'm sure that's it. Yeah, that's interesting. Oh, shit. I missed a good thing when they're at the buffet. We skipped so much. What's that? The family there? No, she's like somebody, the waiter's like, do you want iced tea or lemonade? And she goes, Arnold Palmer. <laughs> then he like just puts them both in the same class. And that it's... Sound, yeah, I watched, I think I, I believe I watched it on Sunday and I was like hung over a little bit. And I was like, man, that sounds like the best drink right now. It, I wish yeah. someone poured it like that in front of me. I don't want it in the can. I wanted it the way that they did it there. Yeah, it is a drink I get sometimes if they don't have Coke Zero. I get like a diet. I get a just unsweet iced tea, and then like probably three fourths unsweet iced tea, and then like a fourth lemonade, and it's it's good. Is Coke Zero better than Diet Coke? I'm asking because I get on the train of drinking Diet Coke every once in a while, and I'm like, man, this is amazing! What a treat! Agent Cooper tells you once a day, every day, give yourself a treat. Yeah. Every once in a while, it's a Diet Coke. And maybe I'm gonna do Coke Zero. You've never had a Coke Zero. It's like no, I don't. I don't like some dangerous Never, never, never really grew up drinking. Never really grew up drinking pop or doing drugs like you guys. But (laughs) (laughs) oh, and let me put it this way: like I give myself a treat twelve times a day, (laughs) and when I'm not jerking off, I'm drinking Coke Zero. (laughs) Yeah, that was a Coke Zero. Dang, that should be an ad for Coca-Cola, dude. I think they'll run. I think they're gonna run it on the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. No, but Coke Zero, like it's so refreshing in the morning. Like, I think it's better than coffee. Um, That sounds gross. I'm sorry. First thing in the morning. You'll learn. Okay. So, but also she orders Swedish meatballs. So those are the meatballs you guys were talking about. Yeah. I my mom used to make Swedish meatballs and I never liked them. I never liked the texture on my tongue. 
I feel like you're a bad judge of food, though. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. true. Pretty picky actually, eater. Anytime you mention like food you don't like, I'm like, don't take it. I don't even listen to it. Yeah, don't like, listen to Kevin because yeah. Kevin's wrong. Kevin eats like chicken fingers and like yeah, chicken fingers, hot dogs. In college, it was like just rice and chicken and cheese, and they would like give you a discount. You'd put like nothing on it. Yeah, that's true. And he doesn't even have salt or pepper in his house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they do the chase scene with the Germans. Oh, they ride through the donut on the motorcycle. I thought that was really cool. And then they end up at that uh, underground rock hatch. And it's funny because you only time you've ever heard the word hatch in your life was from Lost. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> What's in the hatch? <laughs> yeah. And it's funny. I've never, you guys, like I said, know a lot of writers, directors, and things like that. And you can see so many similarities between things. Like, I know major ones. Like, if I see a Quentin Tarantino movie, I can tell it's a Quentin Tarantino movie because it's, it's pretty obvious. But things like this, I wouldn't have noticed. But I don't know. That's such a good point on how lost there's the hatch. But yeah, like this guy, like he's everything he does is very different. But like he's clearly drawn to the word hatch, and like who knows? Who thinks that's cool? Yeah, I know it makes everything more interesting. And like they're all kind of an extension. All right, but uh, yeah, they mentioned the resistance, and they have that whole debacle over like they're not really going to kill your horse, and they end up killing her horse. Any thoughts there? I also I don't think I liked it. I was like, "What a stupid scene!" He'll just kill the horse. It was. It, I felt like it was obvious that the thing was gonna die. But I actually, I felt the that. opposite. I'm like, "This horse is there's like some big meaning to it, and she's acting like she doesn't care about it." Which I mean, she was. She does care about it, and like they're gonna actually have the horse. But then it was when it was blown up. I kind of I thought that was kind of cool. It does bring me back to like you guys saying she looked like the. 1307 girl riding up in the horse like that horse probably has a lot more meaning than i thought previously yeah but no the only other thing i have there is they mentioned the owl room and i think that might even be at the buffet but that leads us to the next scene all right so angry simone drives away in a motorbike she meets her husband jay who suggests that mrs davis really wants to meet her she arrives her at her that threw me off as well too <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Is that is that the guy at the beginning that the chef guy? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That was not stated explicitly anywhere. No, I didn't know that until right now. I didn't, yeah. I read this like a little bit before I we started recording and I was like, oh, okay. And like I had to look like because it just says she meets her husband Jay, and I clicked the link, Andy McQueen, and it's the guy from the diner who served the pineapple falafels. He's like a Indian guy. Whoa. <laughs> we don't use that term anymore, Tess. <laughs> like from India. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, like that's a clear giveaway. So makes me question whether she's really a nun or not because she has a husband. But Kevin, Kevin just made you sound like you may have been bad, which was totally a non-problematic thing. And it makes you question it. Yeah, no. like, wait, like, was Kevin, he like Native American and I just said it wrong? No, he was an Indian guy. You know what's it's funny? Totally that guy's scary. younger than us. Is he get out of here? 
March 2nd, 1991. Oh, yeah. God, I think yeah. everyone in my mind, I'm like, that. they're all, like, older. Dude, I mean, he would have been in the same grade as us. Yeah. So He would have kicked okay. his ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. Okay, so she meets with her husband, Jay, who suggests that Mrs. Davis really wants to meet her. She arrives at her old kindergarten school where she meets with a woman. The woman is representing Mrs. Davis, who finally gets to talk to her. I don't think I have anything on those lines, so let's continue and get to the end. Simone realizes that Mrs. Davis manipulated the nuns to leave the convent, which would allow Mrs. Davis to buy it. Mrs. Davis offers Simone a wish for anything she wants if she joins a quest. A tearful Simone says that her wish is for Mrs. Davis to turn off. Mrs. Davis accepts to do so, explaining that Simone's quest involves finding and destroying the Holy Grail. Although confused, Simone accepts. I thought that was a really good hook. Yeah, I actually wasn't on the show really until that ending part. Same. Like, okay, this makes sense. Like now I'm, I'm in on it. They basically set up the whole first episode like it's just going to be her battling this AI thing for the entire series. But it's revealed at the end that like she's not battling it directly, like trying to destroy it just by yeah. destroying it. She's like trying to work with it to find this holy grail in which place if she finds it, it will destroy itself. Yeah, which, yeah, makes it because I, I felt the same way. I'm like, this is going to be exhausting if it's like her versus the AI. The AI sends people to kill her and like, but no, they're on the, like, the same team. Mm hmm. But I, there, you know, there's gonna be some weird ass twist where like the Holy Grail is actually something else, and it's like Monty Python, baby. <laughs> yeah, like come full <laughs> circle, bro. And... <laughs> the sequel. It's just a flesh wound. <laughs> we are the knights that say me. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that reference, but I know it's from that fucking movie. So overall, Dennis, are you happy with your choice for Mrs. Davis? I was kind of underwhelmed. It is the pilot. So like a pilot of any show is usually underwhelming compared to the whole series. So I I will continue watching. The the last part hooked me. So I'm like in on the next episode for sure. I feel the same way. I watched it once. I didn't entirely get it. I did watch it a second time. And when I watched that, I kind of caught on to a lot of this stuff in the Wikipedia. And I was like, oh, there's a lot more going on here than just her battling this AI directly. And yeah. And just the um, the contrast between like magicians, technology and religion. That is my most. Yeah, that is interesting because it's all kind of the same sort of they're making you believe something that might not be really there, which is yes. like Schrodinger's cat. You know exactly like it's like i've always said this like technology at, at its whim is just like basically religion or like kind of belief i love this part of the podcast the owen side talk all right owen so will you continue to watch the show uh i think the only problem is that it's going to be tough to commit a lot of time especially with this podcast if we're going to be going to different things to continue to watching a show because we're going to be watching different shows different media so if it's like broken up into a movie or 
music. I think I probably would keep watching it or see how long I can watch it before I either give up or get hooked. Um, I just think it gives like a multiple, like it's like everything everywhere all at once to me at the same time where it's like trying to talk about ticked. You don't think it's like everything everywhere at all at once, Kevin. It's like, they're trying to do something to like, there's, I don't know, other things controlling stuff. I so just I, am shaking my head just because I hated that movie. That's the only oh, reason. Oh, yeah, good, because I agree with you. That's what the one part I was trying to make out of it is that I didn't particularly like that movie. Yeah. And there's too much of the same things where they're like in a rock and it's like they were a rock before. And there's so much going on. There's a donut yeah. they fly through that's like the everything bagel. I was like, is this like based off of this show or movie? It's too much like that. Uh, I do like how it's like trying to make TikTok like in real life. So I think that part was interesting. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'll watch watch more of it. I think I if I have some free time and I don't have anything else to watch, I might watch one or two more episodes and then see if I get hooked into it. I would definitely give it. I watched like another half of this second episode and it answers a lot of the questions from the first one. And I'm definitely going to give it at least a few more. So. Yeah. I, I do kind of wish my pick, like I picked something I knew, like I really liked, which I think I'm going to do going forward. I don't know. I think I liked your pick, Dennis. I think that we all, we all went in not knowing what's going yeah, or, on. Yeah, I, I think know. it's way better. If we go into something where we all have watched it or one of us is like really. Okay. Yeah. I, I think, I think, I, I think it's fair if one of us has watched it none of the others have watched it and you could really speak to it. I think that that's a good point, but if it's something that everyone's watched and you're redoing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe I think we had to, we had to decide, like, is it something none of us has seen that someone is like keen to watch or keen to whatever experience. Um, and, and you want the other people to experience it too. Like, what's your thoughts? I think that's part of the fun. Just okay. like sometimes you want people to watch something you really like. Sometimes you just want to watch okay. something all together. So that's a really good segue because here's my pick. I So my new pick for next week is I would like everybody to rewatch Forrest Gump. All right. I'm okay. in. When's the last Hello. time you watched Forrest Gump? Like two weeks ago. Wait, really? <laughs> It was pretty fucking recent. Not maybe two weeks ago, maybe two months ago. I'll rewatch it though. Mine's I probably like, like my, five years ago. It's like my favorite movie of all time. I love that movie. Oh, so seriously? You're giving me an excuse to rewatch First Cup. I don't even need to watch it. <laughs> I haven't seen it since I was like 10 years old. I, cause I've just like, I don't know. A couple... You haven't watched it since you were 10? No. And I'm like so excited. I would love to do that. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. sounds like an amazing pick. I, yeah. I'm definitely into that. Yeah, I'll do Forrest Cup. I just like I, I was like thinking it. of like something that everybody's seen, but maybe hasn't like really dug too deep into, at least personally. And yeah. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Have to really refrain from using the, the R word. I also thought it would be funny because we would have to dance around that. <laughs> that was Kevin's main point. Do something that we might actually slip up and say. Fire!